Turn me up, turn me up. Yeah. What's happening? Turn me up. Turn Welcome me up. to Religiously Incorrect Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well. Is that the, uh, the remix? He's just listening. He's just listening to us. He's got, he's got the bootleg version. Okay. Well, I, I ain't know. I, okay. All right. Cool. We know he's live. What's up, y'all? What's happening, everybody? How y'all doing? Well, this is a Sunday night service. Yes, sir. Anniversary edition, mm-hmm. which means that somebody has had a church anniversary. Yes, sir. And we had one of them long weekends, but it was a good weekend. Great weekend. It was a good weekend. But Great here weekend. we are at Religiously Incorrect Podcast. Sponsored by. Sponsored by. High Street Fitness and Mike Phillips. <laughs> Phillips Care, Fitness, High Street Fitness. He got like three different brands yeah, going on. And all I know is he built and he'll, he'll get you there. Exactly. That's exactly. all I know. Hey, you there. go check him out over there on High Street in Cortland, Ohio. Uh, you know, it's wintertime. You, you need to get right. You know, I need to get right. I need to get over there ASAP. But uh, Jeff is calling y'all fat and sloppy. If you don't, I mean, you don't understand y'all know, you know, if you're fat and sloppy, you know, if you, you know, if you got to put your belt on and you got to make an extra knot in that belt, you got to put it, you got to make your own hole in the belt. <laughs> No, now that's no, for us skinny dudes. That's for us skinny dudes. We got to wrap the belt around twice. No, but we got to do it. <laughs> we got to do it on the outside. You got to add one on the end. <laughs> yeah, you you know if you got a hula hoop with the equator. Right, right. <laughs> that's hilarious. You know if I tried to drive around you and ran out of gas. You, <laughs> you, you, you He going back to his Youngstown days. He going back to his, his Youngstown days. You know if you walk past the TV and I miss a whole episode. <laughs> It's time to work out. It's time to work yes, out. The credits are rolling. <laughs> Man, how y'all doing? What's up, Rashad? Come on in. Say hi. Say hi. If you're watching, if you can see us and hear us, make sure you comment and say what's up. Hey, shout out to all the lurkers out there. We love you, too. Yes, sir. All the bishops and the apostles. We got much love for you. We got much love for you. We love you, man. So we did have our church anniversary this week, and I might as well follow up since we interviewed Pastor JJ last week. My man did a dynamic job man, that brother did. on Friday night. That brother, Elder did. Carter, J.J. Harrison, Blue Second Baptist apart. That brother. Hey, and his 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 backup singers. Is- oh, every Woo! every every one of his backup singers. My God, we're dynamic. And you know what? And I hear this every time I have a major artist, or we hear a major artist, and we hear their background singers. Anybody who works in music or singing should be humbled. That, hey, you know, you are dynamic and you are wonderful and there's no limit to the potential you might have. But to be honest, great talent and gifting is everywhere. Yes, it is. And, you know, he was amazing. They were amazing. Uh, the community came out big time. Hey, uh, Janice was Janice amazing. Oh, my God. was amazing. She is phenomenal. Uh, everyone can't... actually did well. I mean, the choir did well. Mm-hmm. Good old Second Baptist did well. Pastor Ringold and Shalom. And the, the church did well. So I, I just want to share some lessons learned from, from anniversary and just from the event. The first lesson I want, I want to share with you is you got to get my car washed because I had to get my tires muddy. That's, that's the first uh, lesson. Where would you park? I was parked across the street in that grass. Well, what happened to the VIP parking I had set aside for you? The devil is a liar. The devil is- <laughs> he was late. <laughs> I, what's his name? Hey, hey, I was like, look, man, you know, these, this, these brand new tires here. You know what I mean? This brand new grass. <laughs> some brand new rain with some brand new, brand new mud. So... You know, 
first thing I learned is, and this, this, this is obviously specific to our church, we can pull off a nice concert within our church. Mm-hmm. And it does save us a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of overhead and headache. Because yes. it's just something about being in your own building. And as I was saying to someone beforehand, that uh, though it might be tighter in certain respects, it's actually more familiar. I, I said to someone, it's like being at grandma's house. And something I would encourage a lot of churches to do is I think because there's more openness these days and there's more sharing and, you know, there might be larger churches who allow you to use their buildings. And we have been blessed. I want to shout out first assembly assembly of God who has allowed us and others to use their building for larger events. I would just say as a learning experience over the last few years, don't rush to do it unless you absolutely have to. Because there's just nothing like being at home. It's like grandma's house. It might be tighter and a little older or whatever, but it's yours. Right. And you feel comfortable. And one thing I can tell you is that church felt more like church. Right. In the church. Absolutely. And whether you're at a theater type venue or even some of our more modern spaces that are not really built like the black churches are normally built and functioned. And it's have, just a feel. You can have your altar calls. You can, you can have, you, you know, can what fall I mean? out on the altar. Yeah, you can pull I mean, the oil. It's, it's something about it. It's something about, you know, looking and, and seeing uh, the stained glass windows. And yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's something, it's something nostalgic about it. There's a beauty to it. Yes. You know, there's definitely a beauty to it. Second thing I learned, and this is the lesson for me and for every other person is, uh, don't overthink it. I had a glitch and I meant to say it on Sunday. I'll have to make sure I say it next week. We had a glitch during the, during the stream. For those of you that had to watch on the stream, we had a glitch and the glitch happened because I overthought something mm-hmm. and added a little complication to what we normally do. And that created a glitch right. that popped up right after pastor JJ got on. And luckily, thankfully we were able to, uh, we were able to get it back on, get the stream back on part two and everybody tuned in. But, right. you know, you can't help but kick yourself because you had a near perfect experience. And I'll, obviously, you know me, I'm, I'm always fighting for perfection. And, and that, that, that was an issue. Third thing I would say is uh, no matter what your event is, whether it's paid or free, you still have to market and right. strive to appeal to a broad audience. Right. And sometimes people aren't always looking for the most elite. They often want people they can connect with. And sometimes we can overwhelm an audience, an unsuspecting audience with, with what we like. And I was very grateful for the mixture that mm-hmm. we had. I mean, we had a local church worship team. Hey, Pastor Kid, we Bless had our house choir sing. Mm-hmm. And we had Sister Janice Jones sing. And I didn't have to bring a bunch of hoopla from the outside before the main artist. Absolutely. We were able to use homegrown talent. And honestly, people appreciate that because they want to come and see and hear their own. Absolutely. That's free game for all my pastors and people out there that are doing big events. And when you I bring somebody, ask, can I just have ask, that. Can yes, I just sir, add something please. to it? I think, you know, we also have to be very cautious and careful. And I think you've done a phenomenal job uh, with getting your MC. If you're not going to MC your own event, uh, yeah. Pastor Barnes was Shout phenomenal. Out. Shout out, Pastor Barnes. He was Barnes. absolutely phenomenal. You know, and you know, it's a singing event. You know, just 
have somebody after the song is over who knows how to flow, who, who can just flow, you know, after once they get grabbed the mic, they can flow and continue in that flow and make sure that the, you know, it continues to run smoothly. I think you got to have that, you know, just because somebody might be energetic does not mean that they're a good MC. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, and that's another part is that the energy also has to come with an excellence and it has to come with a awareness right. that you are reaching a cross section of people that every segment can't be a revival. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and he did a great job of balancing that wonderful brother. I mean, we have kindred spirits and hearts. And of course I want to thank pastor Kent Barnes uh, for being our MC, you know, all the sponsors. And so I was just grateful and I'm already looking forward to next year. Right. Right. And right. already looking forward to what we can do next year. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the elephant in the room around here was that there were like three different events going on right. between Youngstown and Warren in the same evening. And, uh, there, you know, that's that's just a reality that 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 happened. But so all three of them seem to have done pretty good. All, I think all that's one thing well. we, we, we have to stop, you know, and I think is is great. It's smart to try to, you know, get everybody's calendar, but you're not going everybody's calendar is not going to line up. You know, and and so I think there are enough people in the city, (laughs) in both cities that, you know, everybody's thing was good. And so I'm I'm happy for that. I'm happy that everybody had a great weekend. Yeah. And, I, you know, the only side I say to that is that I hate that people have to choose. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that people have to choose. You know, obviously, if you go to a church, you have friends or whatever you're going to support, you know, and, and, you know, you could feel that a little bit on, uh, you know, regret like, man, I wish I could be here or there. Right. Uh, I I have a thing about being a pastor. And I think if you're going to be a pastor, which being a pastor means you are something of a low key promoter. Right. Whether it's your church, even just your Sunday morning services. Come on. Who talks about inviting people to come to church more than the pastor? There's, <laughs> if there ain't one thing that that Facebook hasn't done, it's turned every pastor into a promoter. We all got our Absolutely. graphic. Yep. You yep. know, we know good and well we're basically talking to the same group of people mm-hmm. and the same common people are going to come. But what I will say is that with being that figure, with being that person in the community, there is a certain awareness and finesse you have to bring to this. Right. And I think you should, as much as you can, know what's going on so that you can avoid conflict right. where you, where you might. And uh, yeah. I unapologetically, cause this is religiously incorrect. So I might as well be incorrect for a minute. You know, I know what it's like to know that someone else was doing something. And before I even got in the planning stage, because I was aware, I either made the shift myself or spoke to them mm-hmm. before, before I got locked in. Right. You know, and uh, I, I made a mention earlier that, uh, our dear friend who was a guest on our show, Bishop David Heron, uh, they've had their convocation, you know, every year and I've gone and he's made me a part of it. And I would never just be oblivious to that when the end of July comes. Right. Right. And be like, Oh, my bad doc. I know that you invited me to preach the last three years at your, <laughs> you know, and then, and then, you know, make people choose. I just won't do that. But th- again, it comes with awareness, which is another reason why you can't afford to live in your bubble. Yes. And by the yes. way, social media helps to create bubbles because all you see is what you're doing and the people you like are doing. Right. You got to stay aware. And that's an intentionality on us. Any good promoter who's doing rock, rap or whatever, they are checking the market out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even, even if it's self-serving, you're checking that market out to make sure that the ticket buyers or whoever. Are Absolutely. Gonna be there. I mean, they, they, the, the, the way Black Panther came out was strategic. 
They didn't, they come, the, come, they didn't the, come the week after Captain Marvel. Right, right. They, they, they strategically plan these things out and episodes out. And so you definitely have to be strategic in what you do. And I, I said every pastor in every church, I've learned a great deal from the secular world. You know, I pay attention to how the Packer Music Halls of the world and the JACs and the larger, even smaller venues, how they function, how they promote, what tools they use. You know, you, you don't get Gladys Knight and the Pips to pack a music hall on in October and then Patti LaBelle in November. <laughs> right. They space that out. Yeah, yes, you yes, know, they're yes, doing yes. Gladys Knight in October, then they're doing uh, uh, Leonard Skinner in, you know, November, and then they're doing Pentatonix or whoever in <laughs> December. <laughs> then they come back around again. Right, right, and right. so I think the church has to learn from that. And I'll just say because of social media, Saying I wasn't aware is no excuse anymore. I mean, come on. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, saying I wasn't aware. And, you know, we're a new generation. But I think that everybody has something good. My wife had a great, she said, between all these concerts and Black Panther, every black person has somewhere to go. No black person should have been at home. No, not this weekend. No black person should be at home this weekend. weekend. But the weekend's over. And, hey, y'all, Pastor Suge Knight did well, man. Our good friend, <laughs> Bishop Paramore. You called him Shook? <laughs> it's going to stick. Hey, y'all, if you didn't get a chance to watch, man, it was dynamic. I mean, dude preached, sang. He did a James Brown split. He jumped off the pulpit, <laughs> did a backflip. Nah, but he did a, he did a wonderful that job. That's my and, bishop in here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It represented, lifted well. <laughs> Pastor Parner is doing Shirley <laughs> Caesar and Wu-Tang back to back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Man, I've been bouncing around Shirley for a couple of years now, man. We're going to get Leandra over here. She only got one song. Man, man. she's going to smoke a cigarette and drink some Henny and, and do like, do you see that video of, uh, of uh, uh, what's my boy, Nobody, Keep Sweat? Yeah, yeah. You see him up there? Man, he, was, he was tore up. He was tore up. He was tore up, man. He, he's like, I'm in this point in my career where I just don't care anymore. He I just don't care. But, hey, y'all know what time it is. Make sure you like. Make sure you share. Make sure you tag somebody. Tell them to tap in. Tonight's show is called The Color Purple. But before we get to our subject, it's time for the meme of the week. Meme of the week. Meme of the week. Welcome to Religiously Incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. Meme of the week. Meme of the week. Thank you. Send us your memes of the week. These are all jokes. We are just playing. All right, what we got? All God has done for you, and you still complaining? <laughs> Listen. Go on ahead, baby evangelist. Mark said our sons picked this one why, out. Why you look like um you look like Stephen A. <laughs> you look like Stephen A. <laughs> Stephen A. LeBron, you are garbage. You are garbage. No, wait. First he starts off and says, you are my friend. Yeah. We go way back. We were in the sandbox together, but you are trash. Trash. <laughs> Listen, now, if that isn't, now here's why I like the baby. Because this is the most basic praise exhortation mm-hmm. in any context. You ought to give God praise after all God has done for you. All God's done for you. After all, 
when I think of the goodness of Jesus, he woke you up this morning, changed my diapers, ah, gave me some fish sticks, hands in the air, activity your limbs, right. and put your some right man on my rash, <laughs> sucked out my nose. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> this baby had a testimony. Yeah, you know, what is he eating? His M cheese sticks. Maybe that what good Similac. What do you got there? <laughs> My goodness, I love it. We need to let our boys pick out more of these memes of the week. Well, our oh yeah, I forgot to tell y'all. If you have a meme, send it to religiously incorrect podcast at gmail Inbox us on one of our platforms. Not one, not, not y'all cussing memes. Yeah, yeah, not them cussing <laughs> ones. Yeah, we don't need them. And please don't send us that one where it's a lady in a tight dress talking about, is this appropriate for church? <laughs> We've seen that one a thousand times, and the answer is no. All right? All right, the answer is no. We get it. It's not appropriate for church. It's appropriate for Tosh Church. It's appropriate. <laughs> only if you want to the be Bible a, says come as you are. Only if you want to be a church mother. Only if you want to be a church mother. All right. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, the Phillips Care family of businesses, Phillips Care Cleaning Service, residential and commercial cleaning, deep cleaning, carpet upholstery, wood floor, move in, move out maintenance. They do a little bit of everything. If it has to do with your building or your house, they can probably do it or find somebody who can. I, uh, I posted on, a, I posted because I'm looking Here for somebody comes. to put up uh, Here it comes. mini blinds. I, I saw that. And somebody, somebody posted if the Phillips can, isn't this what they do? Is <laughs> Jeff is not loyal. These pastors, these pastors put, ain't loyal. They don't put up mini blinds. Yeah, they, they do. Well, they put up mini blinds. Mini blinds, gutters, water heaters, you, vertical you, blinds, vertical blinds. Yeah, and let me know because I I need to get that done myself. While we're at it, check out Phillips Care Lawn Service, which I think I'm just on the edge of calling them because I've been I've been doing these leaves for a month. And now it's just an excuse after excuse. So if you're like me, I'm definitely gonna have to call them. Don't even bother. My my uh my next door neighbor been blowing them back and back. Hey, I'm, when, I see his whole line down at, at the end of my lawn. You, know, right, you, you see the line where he. <laughs> hey, when Jeff walks in the house, the leaves come in with him. That's how many leaves he got at his front door. Absolutely. Call Phillips Care Lawn Services 330-219-7916 or look him up on Facebook at Phillips Care LLC. And once again, we thank our sponsors for being our sponsors. And we always welcome more uh, to be sponsors. Hey, the action office needs <laughs> needs blinds. <laughs> right. I love it. Yes. I love it. What? And they need and we need uh the the parking lot cleaned. You need the parking lot cleaned yeah, too. So we Phillips care. Get Phillips, Phillips care. care. What's Kim up? Barnes, the bars? Kim Barnes, the bar- Man, we the appreciate man, you. Appreciate you so great much. Great job, man. Life great Church. job. Great job. He did excellent, man. He did excellent. He was in the back with JJ Cussin, though. They was back was there. Yeah, yeah, they got their custom yeah. drinking and stuff. Yeah. His uh his uh his vest was a little tight, but it's his vest look- <laughs> you know, we got to, you know, we got to act up. Kid. <laughs> hey, you're looking good, though, Doc. You're looking good, Bishop. Hey, I need my green folder back, by the way. I saw you up there using that folder to, for the for the uh, for the agenda, man. I know you stored it at my office. <laughs> I see that green folder since. I think it has some checks in it too. Hey, the way you done offering was smoother than a mug. Though. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I said, my God, I know they be giving that innovation. Right, right. Like I'm gonna get this money. <laughs> he said, I'm gonna get this money. Did you hear him say lock the doors? <laughs> I didn't hear him say like he said. He like said, said ushers lock the doors. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Don't let anybody out. All right, man. Jeff, the color purple. The 
color purple. Wait, wait, we got to do it. My We are talking about the last. I may be black. I may be. I may be ugly. But I'm here. (laughs) We're talking about purple as in red and blue. Yes. Because we were trying to talk about Ohio and Ohio was going to be our main focus because that's where we are based out of. But the fact of the matter is the whole nation is purple because we did not see the red wave. Right. That we thought we were going to see. Now, Ohio. The moment of silence. We done flipped all the way. Flipped. And just if you don't know, that color purple basically means that you have the same amount or as close to as possible, the same amount of people voting Democrat as you do Republican. And that's a purple state. And that's where, you know, a lot of times the money gets dumped into those states. Correct. That's where the because money goes. That, money that, goes to the purple. Right. That's where the that's where the purple swing. means royalty. Yeah. So that's where the treasure is going. I mean that's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just what it means. Yes, that's what yes, purple means. Yes. So here's my thing though. Ohio is a perfect example of this phenomenon and and where the the state is purple in makeup as in registered voters right. and perspectives. Absolutely. But it's not in the results. Right. Wow. It's yeah. not in the results. Mm. And so how do we account for the fact that we have so many people speaking in a more even tone? You're hearing an opinion wise mm-hmm. equal sides. But when the last few election cycles, when you get the results to the ballot box, it is decidedly red. Right. What is your take on that? I mean, I think one of the things uh, we just watched um, Jamal Bryant who said it, it's it's not so much it how do you say it? Um it was most basically that we don't the low vote voter voter turnout. Right. It's voter turnout. We but it's but what he was saying that voter turnout is low or is it high? It's low. Right. It's low. It's we, we have low vote, voter turnout. And I think we have far too many people in our community that just refu- for whatever reason refuse to vote. And so my question, Todd, was, is it based upon the low numbers in church? Because remember, this is a church is where a lot of people used to get. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. so and I'm, I'm, I'm asked because I, I don't know. I'm Well, let's talk about that because Pastor Kid brought up gerrymandering. We, I want to touch it in a minute. I don't want to hit it now. I want to talk about that in a second because you cannot overlook that. Absolutely. And even on the national stage, they have been calling out Ohio for gerrymandering. And, and the fact that we are voting under unconstitutional and unfair maps. Mm, mm. So that is a fact. That, 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 that is not our perspective. And they, That's they, not our they opinion. They changed lines that is, that over correct. and over again. They changed yes. lines, yes. eliminated yes. districts, and then did not proportionally redistrib- redistrib- redistribute those And even, even a lot of the candidates don't even know right. who, where they line where, where their lines are. Right. But let me speak to the thing about the church. I made a, a comment and I, I consistently make this comment as a part of a spiritual slash social agenda of why people should attend church and come to church. And that is in the black community and in, in particular, it is a source of strength and connection for our people. And a part of that connection, and I'm sorry, I'm a little loose here on my mic. A part of that connection is the fact that we're able to come together, be around each other 
share our agendas with each other. Right. And coalesce our efforts together. And among other things, among other things, when we fail to do that around the one center we've always had, which mm-hmm. is the church, right. no other center has arisen. And we've said this before, and sometimes we say it kind of bitterly as pastors, like y'all think it's so much better out there, but you ain't built nothing else. But it's right. true. We have not had a true social movement built around rights, voting, mm-hmm. political advocacy, and community improvement since we shied away from the black church and the black lives matter movement as we've known it. And I mean, in the purity of the ideal, not so much the organization, it appears to have already faded in many spaces and spots. Absolutely. And truth be told, people who were enemies of that movement were just waiting it out for the loud, you know, voices to subside. But the church, as I've said before, we're not as connected as families. We're not as connected as community. We're not as built together and we're not, has coalesced in voting and churches are, I think saying some of them are saying the right thing, but we're saying it to far less people. That's we're that's, not that's, saying that's it. My, and, that's and, and, my... and we'll go ahead and put out a card coming up. I think a lot of churches are doing this, but you're preaching to the choir. Right. 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 And so we, we have, you know, people like Simon who was doing, I mean, oh, he's going man. over and above Martin Luther Simon. I call him. Now. <laughs> he's going over and above. You have the Harrisons. You have, you know, so many different organizations. You have the souls to the polls. You have all these different things. And we're still getting the low voter turnout. And, and so I think that we have to. And, I, and I definitely I think the churches have to do it. But I think every yeah. organization I think every single organization, whether it be action, whether it be uh, the uh, NAACP, all these different organizations, we've got to focus on. I think this this needs to be an issue that is just taken over. Well, let's go back to social media for a minute. We, uh, I mean, what I said earlier about social media and its strength, I'm disappointed that more pastors don't use social media where they have a far broader audience You're to right. talk about. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't want to be partisan and that's understandable, but I've said this before and I will give y'all some free game and I probably shouldn't do this, but nobody who, you know, would, would, right. would pick this up. That's necessary. A part of the reason I get the support I get for the projects I do like a night of hope concert. Cause I know folk think, where does he get that money from? Mm-hmm. I know you say it. And instead of asking me and coming to the source, you keep asking other people. And I don't know what's wrong with y'all that you won't just come (laughs) ask me because I tell you, but I'll give you free game because I promote what our community does as much as I promote what our church does in the community, as much as I promote our Sunday services, because I'm consistently visible. My voice means something. Right. But so many pastors now that social media is for everybody, which we can have a whole other conversation about now that the pandemic is over, some church need to get offline. But <laughs> right now, if you're only using your page and your voice to say, watch my service. Absolutely. Tune in. Come to my concert. Here is my flyer. And you're not speaking. And, and I'm sorry. Some of these, the ones that some people who do, they're pathetic. 
they're, they're just they're just saying, please go vote. I'm just encouraging y'all to vote. No, no, no. Talk about what's at stake. Right, Talk about right, what matters. Right, right, Talk about right, why right. it should matter. Tag some people and know that even as a pastor, you could be 50, 60, 70, 80 years old. You are probably interacting with nieces and nephews and people that just connected with you through their grandma or whatever that will never, ever hear your voice. And let's just be honest. You keep saying the folk ain't coming back to church like that. And you're right. So why do you keep centering all of your services there? Why do you keep centering all of your messages wow. there? If you know that only 25% of the folk came back and they're the most dedicated folk that come back, then why in the world would you ever think that getting up in the pulpit on Sunday morning to that faithful few is actually, you're not really promoting voting. You're just yeah, talking right, to a yes. bunch of people that already know what you're going to say. Well, what is the point? I, I know that I've got some, and second, I can count on people showing up, younger people who don't vote need to vote and need to be told why to vote. Right. But I still use my platform outside of second and to talk about actual issues. And you, let, let, let's talk about the elephant in the room. And it really is an elephant in the room because it's literally the political elephant in the room is that some of the issues that are on the ballot are issues that pastors are uncomfortable talking about, mm -hmm. but they don't understand the full ramifications of it, like abortion, like civil rights for, right. for gay mm -hmm. for gay marriages, you know, different things like that. And we don't want to talk about that, but we don't understand the extension of those rights will eventually come for us if they're restricted. And, and let's take it a little bit further, because, yes, going on social media is good. And, you know, but listen, you cannot just read the Bible. Get yeah. a paper, get a newspaper, get a newspaper, go to a, a council meeting. Go go down, see what's going on, because there's a lot more in our community. And if you start talking about these things, people will start coming. People will start listening to you. But you got to at least got to know what you're talking about. You're right. You, you at least have to make about. some be able to make some sense and, you know, have some type of legitimate argument on what you're talking about and not just saying whatever or repeating or regurgitating right. what somebody else is saying. And you don't got no clue on what you're talking about. Exactly. You don't have the data to back it up. And <laughs> well, of course, they, and you need to join action. Yes. You need to join, join action because yes. they know what they're talking about. Absolutely. They, they, they study the issues. But here's another issue. All of us who are leaders, all of us who are pastors and just leaders in general, we all got a crew that listens to us and we listen to them. Right. And sometimes we think that that's the only people that matter. But what you just said about being informed, you should be informed enough to correct the misperceptions. Yes. Because you and your crew can be talking and agreeing with each other and don't, none of y'all make sense. <laughs> none of y'all make sense. And, and you don't realize you don't make sense. And we're you come in, when we're listening to you, we, 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 tell we you know that. you don't make sense. <laughs> the whole, the whole, um, the whole thing on Facebook, everybody's comment. None of it makes none sense. None of it makes sense. And you know what? And people in power know it doesn't. And I can tell you right now that people in power scroll through your comments and what you say and what you don't say. And they have determined that you're not a threat and you're not somebody worth calling. Here's something I will say, and I won't say which, but I'm on another board coming up. Mm -hmm. I was told so many times by most of my peers, Elder Carter, you got to calm down. You're threatening your position. People aren't going to respect you. I have yet. And I, there might be a couple of things and people that, you know, shied away. The, the next board I've agreed to be on in January, I, if what they said was right, I wouldn't be on it. Mm -hmm. If I was just radical, you got to remember that you might turn some people off by being outspoken. But there's a lot of people you'll turn on. Yes. Because even other individuals who might not always agree with you politically respect the fact that you're willing to speak say, out yep. and say it because they want someone who's going to do that thing in their space, even if it does create tension because they're not afraid of it. We're the ones 
who are afraid of the tension of disagreement. Right. And that's a problem. And let's just talk about that in the church, Pastor Jeff, because we're afraid of the tension of disagreement. We refuse to wade into anything that could potentially be controversial, even if it is incredibly detrimental, or we try to find the softest ways to talk about it that do not produce real change. Absolutely. And when you're afraid of disagreement, you don't get invited to the table. That's it. You just don't. You don't. You just don't. And if you do, if you are at the table, you're at the table and you want to be in the back room at the table. You don't you don't even want to come into the living room with everybody else. Listen, say something. Speak your speak your truth. Even the people that hate you don't want right. you to be a yes man. Yeah, nobody. Even wants the people it. that don't agree with you don't want you to be a yes man. You know, where is it? As much. I mean, and Todd and I agree on 90 percent of things, but there, there's there's been times we, we disagree. Don't agree. Yeah, there's been times we, we don't get scrapping outside and just leaves. <laughs> Out in the leaves, and the leaves jump in on it. Throw me that candy, Jeff. Oh, this guy no. just asking I'm for candy. I'm talking about smacking in my ear. <laughs> you tell, I was about to eat another one. You don't want me to eat another one? Okay. Let Can me, y'all hear us smacking out there? I'm they, sorry, you probably y'all. Because I still got some caramel in my tooth I'm trying to get out right now. Because that's just the way it works. But, you know, let, let's, talk about, let's talk about the other side of the color purple. The church is more purple than it looks. And I mean, the black church. Absolutely. The church is not as blue as you think you are. So those, as you think it is, and those of you who are like, what's going on, trust me, there are people who are quietly listening to you push. And I'll just say it democratic agendas. And they are might even be saying amen and nodding their heads at you. And they don't agree. They are staunchly pro-life. And I think they it's are more and more and more, more and more than you want getting, to believe. And I think whole churches now are going old towards, and young. Yes. Yes. By the way. Yes. And, and, and see, that's what and, and see, that's the thing is, yes, there are a lot of things on the agenda, but sometimes people pick a thing. And that's what matters. So here's where uh, nationwide I was listening to a podcast, New York Times and the Wall Street Journal podcast talking about where the Republicans did the worst. They did the worst where abortion was on the agenda because people were afraid and they felt like it was going too far to the right Mm -hmm. and places like Ohio, where there was no particular vote on abortion in particular, there was just Republicans able to sort of just speak their truth about the economy and crime and immigration, all that, that wasn't an issue. But in our black churches, we're assuming that everybody agrees with traditional democratic positions that have been kind of flowing through the black church for the past 40, 45 years. Right. And everybody doesn't. And sometimes, can I just say it? You come off as arrogant by assuming absolutely that everybody agrees or should agree. Maybe people are worried about social security and they are worried about their health care, but they might strongly believe in pro-life without maybe fully understanding all the issues that might surround it and ramifications uh-huh. and the healthcare, you know, details that might be involved, but they are, and you're putting them down. Or we get up and say, what have we been saying about evangelicals for the longest time? All y'all care about is gay, gay marriage and, and, and abortion. <laughs> yep. Well, what if there is a whole bunch of folk in your church? That's what they really care about. Yes, too. yes, yes. Now, are we willing to have that come to Jesus moment? These are the conversations we need to have. These are the conversations that must be talked about. And I think, not only in you know over the pulpit, it has to be talked about, and they need to know how you believe and what you what you what do you what do you what does the Bible say about this? Listen, how does the Bible look at these particular issues that are on the ballot? And if we're not going to talk about them, then we're we're do, we're not doing the the people nor ourselves nor the vote any justice. Right. 
We're, we're not. And so here's here's the one thing that I, that I looked at, Pastor Todd, was that a lot of these uh, Republicans, a lot of these rep have said openly that they believe it has changed and switched, it's particularly in Ohio, because of Trump, mm-hmm. because of the nonchalant, not caring, uh, how boisterous he was. And for me, and you tell me if, if I'm right, right, for me, Trump was or is to them what we thought Obama would be. What we thought we thought Obama was going to come in here and say, yeah, you know what, especially in his last four years, almost like Jesus. We thought yeah, he we, was going to come in and destroy the kingdom and, and, but see, and tear but down he, the empire. And here's the thing. Trump did it without any care, without any, you know, and, and Obama has said it. Well, he done it. He may have done it. It, it was wrong. And, you know, he might have been breaking the law, and stuff, but he did it. He had the privilege to do it. Yeah. And that's Obama what I'm saying. Obama would be a dead Obama man. Obama would be in jail. He'd be a dead man. No, he wouldn't be in jail. He'd be dead. Man. Yes. If yes. He said you he have, did the thing. Absolutely. So, so we, we have to live within those realities that there is a privilege. You want to know what right privilege is? It's Donald Trump. Absolutely. The privilege to say every callous, crass thing. Now, there is some there is some uh, turmoil in the party because most of his endorsed candidates in those challenging states lost. And you're talking about what was supposed to be one of the worst economies in 40 years, Mm -hmm. a president with an approval rating in the 30s. Right. And we still and I don't want to say we, but the Democrats still have the Senate. Yes. And the and the and the Congress is is still competitive. And it, it, the Congress is actually still competitive. Mm-hmm. It's likely to go red, but it's not an agenda like they in, in previous years. They would literally win like 40 and 50 seats mm-hmm. flip right. this year. It's literally going to be like a maybe 10 seat flip. That's a failure. That's yeah. literally like losing. That's like if, I, if me and you went and played one on one with LeBron James and Steph Curry and we managed to, you know, Score like seventy to eighty points, <laughs> and they scored ninety points. They lost. Yeah, we, we even though we even though we hyped, we we, we, we basically won at this point. But, but so that's where it's at. But the funny thing is, there is an apathy in the church, and there's this false. And I think it is a false ideal that it's not my job to push that hard. And I, I if I, I I'll give my lead, I'll give my secret. If I'm ever asked to preach another Martin Luther King Day sermon, which Please, somebody ask for the peach. Martin Luther King Day sermon. Anybody, I'll come. It will be called fine-tuning the drum major instinct. In other words, somebody has to start leading from the front again, and we have to yes. learn to yes. love and support the yes. people who take on that challenge. Ooh. Listen, if y'all ask him, ask me, I preach He'll his sermon. Preach I preach that somebody right now. Somebody has to learn how to lead from the front again. Mm-hmm. We have to learn how to leave from the front again, because what we've done is we've decided that backroom conversations and personal strategies, you know, and, and, and I do my best work from backstage. That has actually been killing our. That's been Absolutely. killing our forward progress. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the people who dislike us are feasting off your quiet, quiet considerations. Mm-hmm. They are feasting off the fact that you will never call them out publicly, but you will always meet with them gently, come privately. On, come on, come on. They love that you're doing that. They love it that you have found nothing and then even to when publicly you, complain and about. Even when you meet with them quietly, you answer quietly. If you're if you going to meet with them quietly, at least be, you know, 
be yourself in the quietness. Listen. Tell them what you don't believe. Tell them what you don't like. And you, you, you sort of agree with them by your nonchalant attitude. You sort of agree with them by saying, I'll meet with you privately. And That's I'll, it. you know, we'll, we'll you, they, they understand. They know that they know the game. Our secretary of state, since we're talking about Ohio has been to our church last couple of years. He came to our church. He presented himself as friendly and kind. I'm not saying he's a snake and he's a dirtbag, nothing like that. Mr. LaRose came to our mm-hmm. church, spoke to us about the work he does, built some things. And I do believe there were some positive things that he built. But in the years since he first came to us and visited our church and got to know us and I allowed him to greet our church, he has supported far right agendas and policies. Mm-hmm. He's gone down to Georgia to campaign with Marjorie Taylor Greene. He has participated in the gerrymandered maps that were approved in Ohio, consistently saying that he knew they weren't fair, but he approved of them anyway. He has constantly bragged about how Ohio has the best system while he only allows one drop box in every county, including heavily urban counties like Cuyahoga County and Hamilton County and, you know, Franklin County, where there are masses of large groups of urban and poor people who can't get to one centralized location. And I called him out on the same Twitter feed and the same Facebook feed where he was making all these comments about, you know, the far right. And he had, and he called me, well, let's have a conversation. No, 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 no. If you talk about it publicly, I'm going to talk about it publicly. Absolutely. I am not going to have a private phone conversation with you while you are on here pushing right wing agendas mm-hmm. on your pages with thousands of people following you. And everybody might not have that demeanor. And yes, I do allow people to come and speak to our people. And by the way, stop this. I'm so pure and so holy that I don't let nobody. But you let a lot of junk that's not Jesus in your pulpit all the time. You need to be on people's radar and stay on their radar and let them know that you're going to check them. And I told him and I have no problem saying on my podcast, hope him and his people tune in. I will <laughs> not rock with you or stand with you on anything. Don't ask me for a photo op. Don't ask me to defend you because there have been issues that have come up. Well, let them know that I'm, you know, you know, let's stand together. I'm not standing together with you because you have not stood with the rights of our people. Mm-hmm. I gave you a chance. How much more of a chance could I give you? Come to my church, say hello. Yes, greet, yes, yes. Talk about black business and voting and all of that. But when you went the direction you went, I have to say something just as publicly as I made that picture with you. Yes. Yes. It's just as publicly as I have to speak out when you've done the wrong thing. Love it. And that's what I feel like we have to do. It has not helped us to be silent dissenters. Mm. I don't agree, but I'll just pray on it. People always say sticks and stones will break my bones. Well, words will never hurt. Now they'll kill us. And here's why. Because that agenda is infiltrating our communities more and more. And honestly, the truth of the matter is there is no one political party that has all of our uh, concerns fully at heart. And that's why you should be purple. Make them come to you, not out of just loyalty, but out of necessity. Mm -hmm. This is what you can do for me. And all I ask is that you assure me that you're doing it with a pure heart and you're not just giving me a few concessions while you're still running around with folk with Confederate flags and individuals. But by the way, there are folk on both sides of the aisle that hate black folk, Mm. whether you want to believe it or not. There are people on both sides of the aisle that hate black folk and the church should be prophetic. Come on and stop telling me y'all know January is coming. I'm going to say it more than once. Stop telling me that you respect Dr. King and all that he did for us. But you basically 
crap on the methodologies when somebody does it again today. Come on, sir. You don't need to be out there in front of people. You don't need to be out there marching. You don't need to be speaking out. Well, why the heck are we having this holiday then? Come on. Why are you having this service? Yes, sir. We're having it because somebody did it. Yes, yes, yes. That's what you're celebrating. Nobody Uh would know who that man was if all he had was a couple of quiet basement meetings with a few white politicians. None of us. So, I mean, we have to take on that prophetic spirit. And while we are so quick to speak life and 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 destiny and waving swords and all this crazy stuff. We won't speak practical change. Right. And I, I said it last year at the Martin Luther, we have to stop stepping around stuff. Right. We have to stop being scared to say, to open up our mouths, stop being scared to talk to these people in power, stop being scared to go downtown. And I don't care who, well, I don't care whether we got a black mayor or white mayor. Right. I don't care who it right. is. If right. they're doing wrong, they're wrong. Right. And if we're not going to if we're not going to stand up, why are we even in the positions that we're in? I've been told more than once. Pastor, you came down here with a request. Or you came down here with an agenda about something. And they've said if 15 of y'all would have came down here. We, it would have been an easy. Yes. Wow. We couldn't wow. have said no. Wow. We, 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 we could not have said no. Thank you, Pastor Harrison. We need to be prophetic instead, instead of pathetic. pathetic. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Very- so here we are, Pastor Jeff. We are as the church at a crossroads and, 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 and Pastor Jamal Harrison Bryant, who I, I'm determined, I'll say it publicly, to bring him this way yes, in some kind yes, of way. Yes, yes, uh, He said it as a correspondent on the BBC. He says the reason that there are so many new voter restriction laws being passed, so many suppressive laws being passed, is not because of voter fraud. It's because of voter participation. Voter participation. And because of the voter participation of black people. And whether you see it personally or not, the numbers don't lie. And that's where we jump back to what Pastor Kidd said. There are real structural and systemic tactics that are affecting our churches. And I worry that we are sometimes not really watching out for the things like the gerrymandering, not really watching out for the things like the redistricting. Not watching out for the things like and speaking to it, but also not challenging our people, young and old, especially young people getting out in the street where they are and telling them that if you can go out and apply for a PPP loan, come on, fraudulently, fraudulently. Yeah, if you can go do that, then you can coalesce your efforts together because there's far more tens and, and hundreds of millions of dollars at stake by how we vote than what came through your PPP loan, to be honest. Mm-hmm. What came through PPP loans to the city of Warren and other communities pales in comparison to the federal funds that come every year yes, and that yes. would come to our community. But but we have to tell the people this is what we have to do and we have to do it together. Go ahead, Big Mike. You're speaking about the younger people voting. Um I think, one, the younger people need educated on politics. Uh, For one, younger people don't watch the news. So they really don't know what's going on. And two, if they do watch the news, they see all the games and all the garbage. And, you know, all that's going on, it turns them off. Right. So how do we educate the younger people on the issues and what's really going on? Because right now, all they're doing is reading Facebook posts. And Correct. That's, that's, and that's not good. Well, it, it, Go it, it, a couple of things. For one, like you just said, all they do is read Facebook posts. We just you just said it that we're not on Facebook. You know, we're not on. We're there. not on Facebook providing, providing that, that information clarity, or that real information, that truth. Once again, we're not in the schools. 
Correct. We're not going to the schools. We need to be in these schools. It, you know, I and have not a, just how you doing, Johnny. Right, right, right. Are you right. being a good boy today? <laughs> Please stop fighting. I want to be your mentor. <laughs> I mean, that's nice. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> so we, we need Johnny's to be still going to jail. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor. Johnny's still going to jail. He's still slanging rocks. Sorry, Dante. <laughs> we praying for Johnny. We praying for Johnny. But he needs more than just that. He needs. Yes, he does need yes. mentorship. He does need intervention. But he also needs to be taught. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Hey, like Pastor Harrison just said, it through building relationships, you know, and and having these conversations, you know, stop trying to Bible beat people. And we we they need the Bible. Yes, they need Jesus, but they also need re- realistic. Um, life goals and how do we how do we talk to these people? How do we talk to these young kids about uh, gerrymandering? If you ask, if you I bet you if you ask most of them, they have no idea most what gerrymandering means. Also, don't know what it means. That's my point. They don't that's, know what it means. That's, that's my point. But, but, but let me let me speak to this real quick, Mike, because right. I do want to dive into religiously incorrect and say, how can we reach young people? Here's the fact of the matter, and I've been saying this for a while, and it does frustrate me because it comes around whenever people have a strong agenda that they want to make improvement in the community. And they're not church people. Mm-hmm. They're not pastors. Some of them are sick of us being the voices and being the ones who get all the attention. I have more on more than one occasion said, Hey brother, Hey sister, sister soldier, whoever you are, you know, want to be Malcolm X. I'll open up my church and my building to you because you can reach these people mm-hmm. better than I can. And here's something I've seen. And yeah, I'm going to talk about it. There are people who are outside of our traditional mechanisms of positions and pastors and churches. And all they're doing when they do get a little bit of fire is try to recreate what we're doing the same way. Yes. Instead of building a movement that only they could build outside of what we're doing so that those two things can walk together. I don't mean to be bad. We don't need more banquets. We don't need more churches. We don't need more prayer meetings. We don't need more uh, sister talk. Uh, You know, all these sister talk brunches. It is religiously incorrect. So y'all can be mad later. We don't need no more, you know, these empowerment, empowerment breakfasts and, and business. No, if you can grab folk that would never walk in churches in traditional spaces, and I'll grab them and start educating them. But you have to be educated, too. But do that. Use that energy. <laughs> don't give another another. I'm about to get in trouble. Don't just keep regurgitating what we're doing. Right. Give them more white folk banquet money. So that we all can come together and have another day. It's great to have dinner. It's great to dress up. You get, just went to one. Congratulations, Pastor Jeff, by the way. But there are some people who can really touch the hood right. in ways that pastors can't. We need you to step into that space and don't look for the camera. Right. And, what Pat, and what Dante just said, Elder Dante said, we need to have an informed strate- strategic political agenda. Here's the thing. They exist. They do. And we won't coalesce behind the individual or individuals who can present it. And I said this to... Um, uh, who was I talking to? Well, I was saying it to uh, two brothers at my church recently, because especially in the pastoral space, every pastor is told basically inherently that they're the man. Right. You have to be willing to not be the man. Come on, sir. But be the full man of support behind the one who is the man. Right. Or it will never happen. And as long as we have these five and six different directions going on and we won't say, Jeff Stanford is the one who's got the voice. He's got the fire. He's got the knowledge. He's got the connections. Let's build an army behind him. No, no. My folks say I'm the man. So I'm going to get up and talk about two or three things instead of actually getting behind those one or two things that could really push us forward. Absolutely. When you watch that movie, Malcolm X, when he went down to the. Uh, we demand to see Brother Johnson. Yeah. When, when they went down, it, 
If he been, been down there by uncle, himself, by the way. brother Jonathan was my uncle, by the way. <laughs> if he's down there by himself, he, it wouldn't have been that. You know, it, it was because everybody was willing to get behind and the man. All of them couldn't walk in there and start talking at the same time. That's it. That's it. That's it. You stand outside and be quiet and look look, look dangerous. Look mean. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's with all my heart. I mean, we've said Listen, that. Black pastors, we need you to show. Next time, Pastor Stanford has a, a speech to make a city council. Come in there and just look mean. That's that it. could do that's so much more than you. Can. That's for real. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that, that is real talk. If you can bring them in. Pastor Edgar Fisher did this once when I was I was a teenager at this time. He told the politicians in Warren one time, I'm not coming to your meeting. You're coming to my church in my church basement. And when they got there, there were about 20, 25 black preachers in that room. Mm. And he said, this is what we want. Yes, yes, yes. This is what we want. So yes. I, I, I mean this seriously. The agenda is there. We know exactly what needs to happen. We know exactly. I don't care if it's ARP funds. I don't care if it's federal funds. You, you, you can demand a portion of that funding of that support. But what happens is you got to let somebody be the voice and everybody else can't go hide under a come rock on, somewhere. Come on, come on. And then Quietly supporting. And then Quietly. see you at the grocery store because I've lived it. I support, I support you. I, support you. I, I, I love what you're doing <laughs> yeah, down there. You ain't going to see me out there because I'm a background <laughs> guy. And, <laughs> and I do my best work in the background. No, you go home go to sleep <laughs> and watch TV. That's what you're doing. You are not a... Listen, you are not a background guy. You're an invisible guy. Right. You are invisible. Nobody sees you. Nobody hears you. Nobody stop. But we need a long term agenda. And I'm glad what what uh, what what Dante said, put what Dante said up at the beginning is that if if we don't, we're forever stuck making decisions off of mailers and election cycle issues. Wow. And here's the thing. Truth of the matter is. The Republicans knew, they knew that Donald Trump was not a moral person. Mm -mm. They knew that that brother probably got abortions like Herschel Walker. Yep, yeah, yeah. that's what I was about to say. They're just like they know who Herschel Walker is. they knew that if they got behind him, mm -hmm. he would give them what they, they wanted. wanted. Yep, that's it. He would give them. And can I say something? It might sound, this would be definitely on pastoral. Sometimes Democrats and by extension, church folk who identify with Democrats, sometimes they are too moral to a fault. Come on. Almost to the point of pettiness mm -hmm. that if Herschel Walker was our candidate, we would have abandoned him. Absolutely. But and I'm not saying it's right, but they will push forward. Uh, uh, basically, I can't even say somebody dumb as a rock because he is dumb as a rock. We, we, they would push forward somebody like that because they want to get it done. How bad do we really want to get it done? Come I'm not on. saying make a deal I with the it. devil. I love it. Yes. I'm not saying make a deal yes. with the devil. Yes. I'm saying how bad do you want to get it done? Because we have allowed morality. Remember people like Al Franken? He was a, I don't know if you remember him. He was a Saturday Night Live guy and he was accused of talking to a woman or being inappropriate. They, they put him out. Democrats, he was a Democrat senator. They put him out. They basically participate and put him out. You won't find a Republican doing that. Mm -mm. They're out here, you know, sticking together, sticking together. They want yeah, that. They seat. want that seat. And people have said that. I don't care if Herschel Walker go out and have five more abortions. Somebody said, I don't care if he kills a dog. They want, <laughs> we want that seat. They want that seat. Right. And they know he's going to vote their way. They know he's going to vote their way. Any, any, any time. So, I mean, when are we going to do that? So here's my question for the, here's my question for the room. Should our sense of morality and standards Put us in a place where we're willing to consistently lose mm. as long as we lose with dignity. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Should we? 
Because we're doing it with dignity. Mm. As long as we lose with dignity, funding going from our schools, rolling back voting rights, they're about to vote out. I mean, or or, or rule out affirmative action. We have we. we, But at least I have. At least I. You know what the biggest story here in Ohio was with this election gone? Tim Ryan's concession speech. How nice. He lost with dignity. You lost, Doc. I like them football players that start scrapping at the end of the game right. when they're about to lose. <laughs> my wife always said, Listen. My, my wife, my wife will say it in a minute. If you can't win, fight. <laughs> if you can't win, fight. I mean, go for the knee, Doc. <laughs> I mean, but what what was he supposed to say though? I mean, what he's supposed to do like Donald Trump no, well, you know what? Hey, and all that. Hey, but but you know what? Do? But that's what I'm saying. But no, 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 no. I, I won't say the word, but 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 he was calling him an age kisser the whole campaign. Why are you turning to Mr. Dignity now? Right. Stay Mr. Tough Guy. Right. Stay Mr. Tough Guy. You got to give it to Trump. He still cute. He's cracking on folk while he was leaving the Oval Office. <laughs> like, Joe Biden is still old. <laughs> Y'all whack. Take it, take it, take him, take him boxes of stuff right. with him, too. Come <laughs> on, a gorilla. He don't care. That's it. Okay. I'm just saying, how much should our personal morality? I, I'm asking because we're we're losing being on the right side of things. Mm. I did the right. I'm proud. I am proud of Vinny doing it the right way. But I wouldn't have been mad if some angry mailers would have went out against the other guy. Absolutely. And it and it swayed it. You know. It, it, so maybe that's the big argument of that's why the church shouldn't be in politics because you might have to get ugly to get your way. Hmm. Well, I, do I see myself making some deals with some people? Probably. Go ahead, Big Mike. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm just throwing this out there. The separation of church and state. I mean, doesn't exist. It never doesn't exists. It only exists for black people who are afraid to. To. I they, just wanted to throw that. They got on with Herschel Walker. What, what, what Jamal Bryant said about Herschel Walker. They hold whole political rallies in evangelical churches. Literally, the Ted Cruz's of the world. Right. The mm-hmm. Juan DeSantis's of the world. Herschel Walker, they have whole prayer meetings with candidates yep. and rallies where they sing God bless America and amazing grace. And then they bring out the prophetic sword and lay it on their shoulders and do all this stuff and say that they're God. They just had a whole prayer meeting literally in a stadium, in a stadium where they were doing all that weird stuff. Like, let's strike the ground and, and trouble the waters for the sake of the election. That's what they do. You know what we do? There's an election coming up. And we want you all to vote your conscience. I won't tell you who to vote for because that's not my place. That's what we do. That's what we get up in pulpits and say. I've been in churches where I'm in Warren, bro, running for office and y'all my cousins. And they will get up like, hey, brother, I can't say your name publicly, but stand up. You folk know me. Just tell them to vote for me. Hey, I I did. Hey, whatever. But, but I'm saying that, but that's a, that, and that's a small example right here in Warren, but it goes to how we are on this tip where evangelicals, even Catholics, different ones, they say, this is what we believe that's in. Right. And sometimes that's this is we who we believe that's in. That's right. That's right. This that's is right. who will get, get us. This is who said they will give us what we want. And they'll say, they'll even go as far as <laughs> to say, this is who God wants in office. This is who God wants in office. <laughs> 
So I ain't gonna go that far, but I will say who I want. No, I go that far. You know why? Because y'all put a bunch, y'all claim a bunch of preachers of what God wants, and they ain't. <laughs> this is who God wants to be our pastor. This is who God. No, it ain't. You lying? So wow. why why not a politician? <laughs> you lying about everybody else? All them deacons and associates you keep calling. I'm about to mute you in a minute. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> but you get in trouble. I'm gonna right. I'm playing. Yeah. But but, but feedback. What do we need to shift in strategy? I saw Sister Jeanette say something. Let's bring her up. Let us consider the age of the constituency and what's important to them, according to the older folk that go to church and maybe getting direct info, info to direct them. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. For younger people, it's about dollars and cents. It is. It is. And we don't talk enough about dollars and cents. We don't talk enough about flat money. PPP was so easy. Yeah. A couple people got a hold of that application. They said, oh, all you got to do is X, Y, Z. And that's all. What they don't know is that it might be a few more pages, but there is hundreds of millions and billions of more dollars out there on the same line. as P- And somebody gets it. Honestly, some of these folk about to get in trouble, you know, opening up different businesses for tax write-offs and grants and People get in the medical field with with Medicaid and Medicare because they know the direct automatic payments. People that get into preschools and, they, and I'm not saying they're doing it fraudulently. I'm saying they know the money's there. They know what has to be spent. If this was a if this was a real TV show, we would need a commercial break right now. <laughs> I, I've been holding for like. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> We'll excuse Pastor Jeff for a minute. Go ahead, Todd. What go ahead, PP McStanford over here. <laughs> hey, no, uh, go ahead. Somebody was telling me that on those PP loans, PPP loans, it's like a six hundred percent interest rate or something crazy like that's that. That's technically APY. Like it's not okay. actually six hundred percent. That's what it balances out to if you take it out the whole way. But what right. I'm saying is, Sister McFadden is absolutely right. The concerns, and here's the funny thing. We started out by saying vote because your grandma voted and fought for you. Now we're saying vote for your social security and grandma. So you want your grandma to get insulin, right? These folks are still in their grandma's uh, <laughs> medications. Right, right. They still in grandma's Vicodins. I to be droopy. They selling grandma's perks online. Right. But, but again, dollars and cents. And we are afraid to talk about money. Cause you know, I, I'm involved in some things where I've requested funds. And that's why people don't get money because they're afraid to ask for money. They're afraid to say, I want the money. What do you want? Financial support. That's what I want. Right. So if you if you bring it down to dollars and cents, because here was the meme that was out at the end of Obama's term is going into Trump era. Remember, we had them pictures of the hood and it would be the same picture yep. Yep. under Clinton, Bush, Obama and Trump. And they would say, What's changed? And so I believe fully, I have said it forever. I'll say it again. The churches have to radically restructure themselves to be strong enough to make demands. And if you're not doing that, you won't. Warren is a perfect example. I'll say it because I already got in trouble for it. As long as you got 40 churches with 10 people each in them trying to say something and they're never quite united themselves, it will never happen. You can, and the only reason you even get some plays because one is a small town and they know you and you, you the mayor's cousin and all that, so he'll listen to you somewhat. Get some folk that don't care. That's it. Get some GOPers in here that don't care, and you will mean nothing to them. But if you have fifteen churches with two hundred people right. each in them, right. if you have fifteen churches, 
with 200 people in them. And those at least 10 of those pastors are all saying the same thing and their votes depend on it. That will move things. Secondly, we have to be willing to speak plainly and unafraid to talk about the fact that it is money that makes the world go around and that brings improvement. And we have to propose and demand radical changes. We have to say, I have an idea. I've I've verbalized. We need to knock down a whole housing project and rebuild it. And you need to find the HUD funds to do it. We have 50 and 60 and 70 year old housing, public housing projects, and it's out there, but we're not pushing as hard. Somebody's getting a new development. Come on. How are we going to have a brand new development just down the street? 422 on your north side of Youngstown that's barely 15 years old that that the over there you know what I'm talking about by Union Baptist yes, yes. got a brand how are you going to tell me that they could do that but we can't do something anything to that nature here but you're not making the demand and we're afraid of being money hungry power hungry that but that's but that's you need the money you need the power to get that, the thing done you and you said it in organizing, you have the ability. You, we are supposed to organize power, and we are supposed to organize money. Those two things are the, you know, the common denominators. That's what we're doing. And the and to organize power is the ability to act. If we do not have the ability to act, if we're not coming together, if we're like you said, if we're not, if we don't got. 12, 10, five pastors willing to go downtown and say, this is what we need. This is why, you know, we need some senior citizen housing in our community. We need some, some, you know, some livable, um, I don't even, I don't even like calling them projects. I don't even I, like I, I know what you mean. Public, public housing. Public housing. We need some livable public housing. housing. You know, we, we, we need to deal with this environmental issue we got going on. All these, all these people living in houses that still got asbestos in it, you know, but if we're not going to come together and say it, they're not just going to give it to us. They ain't just going to, you know, dump funds into our community because they just feel like it. The squeaky wheels really do get the grease. Absolutely. And we don't squeak loud enough and consistently enough. We don't. Yes. We yes. Don't. Showing up to showing up to somebody's banquet and shaking a few hands and taking a picture and being on somebody's Zoom call is not being a squeaky wheel. Absolutely. And we never bring a demand to the table. You have to have. An we ask. don't you bring have that to have a demand. We don't have an ask. And the church, again, is afraid to ask. And so uh, thank you, Pastor Boy. Black communities can't get a grocery store. And some believe how can they affect larger change when they can't get simple change? So some remain silent. And I agree with that. And I've always said this. Even small victories are a victory. Absolutely. And so besides restructuring and being willing to make the ask, you have to create models. And I know this is this is basically action regurgitation, you know, probably without the right terminology. You have to create models of progressively larger victories. Absolutely. Starting with smaller victories. Mm -hmm. You know, you might not get the full housing project, but can you get a block of newer homes built? Just a couple of houses built in a cul-de-sac or something, you know, get an investor involved. You have to have and, and, and prove that it can work. I know this is about to be the action podcast. But what you said, what you said is right. It's hey, a, Mike, you need to call action and get Rosetta <laughs> to have an action podcast. We, we need a, we need winnable actions. That's correct. Winnable. A- Let's get a stop sign where a stop sign is supposed to be. Can we start there? Right. Yeah. Half time. We like, like, uh, Pastor Boyd said we can't get a grocery store. We can't get a stop sign. So we have to. But if we ain't, we ain't come together. And can I poke at one more thing before we go? And that is many pastors will say, well, I'm so busy. Our churches have so much going on. It's hard to fit all this in. Let me be honest. The fact that you are not actively engaging in things that will improve your community are why your churches are dying in spite of all that your churches have right. going on. Absolutely. You have all the concerts, all the anniversaries and, and, and we allow, and this is something I try not to do. 
I don't tell myself that J.J. Harrison concert at my church means I have a successful church and we're making an impact because it's not. Right. It's not. If I don't get anybody to actually sign up for foster care, if that was the point of that concert, mm-hmm. then I need to rethink my strategy. Right. Point blank, period. And so the fact of the matter is, because we don't have vibrancy and economic power and strength in our communities, our churches become weaker and you can shout all you want. You can take all the titles you want. And I, you might not want to hear this, but you can talk about all the territorial spirits and you've cast out all the deep. You can do all of that and your people will still be poor and broke and disgusted. And you'll sit there and give yourself the drug of spiritual And we're doing it more and more. Matter of fact, we do it. The more we lose real power in the real world, the more we act like God is doing something at the altar. The more, the more we we, we come up with more stranger things and more weirder things and more mechanisms to try to override the spirit of the Lord is really moving. Spirit of the Lord is really moving. And we're still doing funerals for young black men killing each other. And and so, like you just said, we're losing black power. We're losing power. Which means you lose the black church. Yeah, we're losing you know, and thank God he's still around, but the sunny, the sunnies of the world ain't going to be here. The Hortenses of the world ain't going to be here forever. The Fred Harrison's of the world ain't going to be here. The Simons of the world. Who's going to step up? Who's going to step in? Who's going to say, you know what? This voter's registration needs to be done. Right. We need to get out here. We need to mobilize. Mr. Harrison would say voter registration, education, mobilization. Right. That's, that's how he would say it. Registration, education, and mobilization. mobilization. But again, right. it has to start with the heart. Like, how bad do you really want improvement for your community that is tangible in a way? And are you really willing to connect it to a kingdom agenda and not just we we sent up a praise? Mm-hmm. People will swear <laughs> up and down that we sent something up that changed. No, I'll be honest, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. And I might even get bashed for this and people will get online and say little side. You, you didn't. You didn't. Because your neighborhoods are still poor. Houses are still being knocked down. Our, our kids are still. If, if, if all it took was praise, black folk would be the richest folk in the universe. Because nobody praises more than us. Church than us. I, I said it at the last meeting we had when we had the last meeting here. And I'm, I'm, I'm unashamedly going to say it. He said, well, let's go downtown. Ain't nobody shooting downtown. Ain't a nobody. gun being shot downtown. Why are we? Ain't why nobody. are we praying downtown? I mean, I, I'm 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 with praying, but come on, man. Right. Ain't nobody praying downtown. Ain't nobody shooting downtown. Ain't nobody getting robbed downtown. Right. And I mean, so we have to know what the thank you know what the kingdom is to embrace to embrace the agenda that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's called me to preach the gospel, gospel. to the poor. Mm-hmm. Set at liberty them that are bruised, to give sight to the blind. You know what that means? To educate people and allow them to see and realize mm-hmm. what's really going on in this world. To, you know, and, and so I think that that has to be a core for us. We have to actually be concerned. And I want our church, we, we still do church stuff we're always going to do. I'm going to do my good Baptist stuff. I'm going to be moderator. I'm going to do all of that. But at the end of the day, if the people down the street can't feel me, if they don't know I'm there in a real way, in a consistent way, and not just some, hey, look at me once a year. Right. You're going to see me every month. You're going to see me every time it's warm. Walking outside. You're going to, you know, and then when I come, and, and I'll be honest, and those of you who are frustrated with the church, I've said it before and I'll say it unapologetically. Don't stay mad at the church as a whole and who's not doing what. Maybe the church you were raised at, the church you go to, the person you call pastor. When there are good people right around the corner 
who are concerned about you and are doing more than making a five second statement in, on Sunday and are, and are doing the work. You need to speak with, you know, you know how you so quick to boycott Kanye and everybody else <laughs> or, or white folk for boy or now you want to boycott cancel white folk for canceling Kanye. You know, you want to do all that. <laughs> you, we need to cancel some folk in our own community. that ain't doing nothing. <coughs> Woo! Come on, sir. We need to boy the next the next boycott don't need to be a bus boycott. It might need to be a church doing nothing boycott. Come on. Ooh, and where will you put here. your real energy? Let them see what I, I'm telling you. You want to you 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 want to put the church to action right now. You want to put the church to action right now. Of all the dumb stuff the church folk argue about, let ten or twenty members say, Pastor, I will not tithe until you start doing and talking about things. That concern our community. Come on. While you willing to hold them hostage over carpet and style of music and, and all what, this wasn't stuff. Wasn't it you stuff. who told me that the, the, the pastor from, oh, it wasn't this pastor, the current pastor, thank God for Shane up here, but it came down and, and they said, Pastor, you ain't talking about You didn't talk, about, talk about, about voting. A couple pastors. You had, couple you, pastors had, you had a sermon. It was a nice sermon, but you ain't saying nothing about voting. In the middle of an election. And That's, the brother got up and said, go back up there and say it. That's it. That's it. But I mean, you want to affect change. I'm telling you, if you are a member of a church, you can love your pastor, your bishop, whoever it might be. You can love them. But if you are frustrated with what they don't and won't do, you got to speak with your feet in your wallet, too. Come on. Welcome to Religiously Incorrect. You got to speak with your feet, because here's the thing. Until we start boycotting the people who either do wrong or do nothing, just like out in the streets, we need to boycott the dope dealers. Stop pretending that they're still good dudes because they pass out some turkeys. Come on, sir. We need to we need to boycott the people who thank you, Pastor Bowie, for mentioning the uh, the grocery stores. But we got to boycott the people that go in and are boosters mm-hmm. and are robbing these stores and making them not want to be in our communities. Yes. Yes. You see what I'm saying? It's like we're we we all we're always going out there. Mm-hmm. But we got to start holding people accountable in here in real ways. And you know what? Just like money talks with Nike and Adidas and we willing to threaten them over Kanye and, and Kyrie. Why don't we start threatening people in our own community with our own real support, our wallets and our feet and our amens? Man. I bet you you'll get some more socially conscious Woo. pastors then. Woo. I bet you. Hey, we'll switch up the game real quick. You stop giving them ties. And I'm tired of folks coming to me quietly. I wish my pastor would. I wish my pastor. I wish you'd stop supporting the pastor who won't. Well, I wish you. I, you, you make. I, I bet you if he didn't make your little cousin a junior deacon, you lead a church over that. Come on. <laughs> the stuff people left churches over and have quit pastors mm-hmm. over. Yes. But not the stuff that really matters. Come on. That, that's I love my it. frustration. I love it. I love we, it. Don't be so I'm so loyal. No, you ain't loyal. You ain't been there since he didn't call your name at the last anniversary. You ain't went back. That was enough for you. What about the real things that matter to our people? And I want to be held accountable if I'm not doing. I love it. Not just my preaching and my teaching and my loving and my visitation. Your civic duty. But my civic duty, knowing that I might be the last bastion of an open voice in a real way. When, the, when I, I'm in council now. Mm-hmm. I can count on my hand the number outside of Pastor Robert Heron and Lady Linda Heron. I can count on my hand the number of times I've seen any other pastors besides yourself in those council chambers. And truth be told, our meetings are done before Bible study starts because I go have Bible study after our yep. meetings. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually on the council. Yep. Yep. So don't tell me you can't. Don't tell me. I just told all of Action the other day. You was here at all. Everybody. Oh, we all need to be at these council meetings. Every single week. Yep. Yep. It don't matter. Yep. 
If that's if you want to know what's going on in the community, that's where you're going to find out. So I thank you, Jeanette, for what you said, because you made me rethink about how to reach out to younger people. And one of the things we have to do, and I can think of people in our community that I would like to give platform to. And what we have to do is it's the week after the election, Pastor Jeff. Mm -hmm. We cannot wait until October of 2024, the week before the uh, registration deadline is over to start panicking. Mm -mm. And then the week before the election, souls in the polls. <laughs> souls in the polls. Here's the funny thing. So the evangelicals, conservative white evangelicals and conservative black evangelicals, they don't do souls to the polls. They do souls to their churches. Mm-hmm. They do money to their campaigns. Money to campaigns. That's right. They do setting up candidates to run. They don't do souls to the polls. They don't have these flyers out here with a bunch of black, white flying in the face. Let's go vote. They don't do that because they're at it. Abortion. They did a special on, I think it was Jerry Falwell before he died. Abortion was a 40 year fight for them. Mm. Wow. A 40 year fight. Dante said it. It was the long game. Mm -hmm. They built whole think tanks, literally started colleges and schools and funded professors. People like, 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 like somebody who was like a 19 year old, college student they would literally fund his way all the way through to become a professor to start writing the legal arguments so that 15 20 years from there now he would be that guy that they could get behind they cultivate these people they're king makers and we don't do it within our own community we could own council in the city of warren if we we got we got a person every ward i took the first ward you know what I'm saying? So so there's power there, but you have to coalesce behind leadership and leaders have to lead from the front. I love it. And the people behind them can't be shooting arrows at them. Mm. Woo. You want to know why nobody wants to lead? Can I be real honest? Because they see how y'all talk about me. <laughs> Who would want to be the next Todd Johnson and Warren if they've heard all the nasty comments you made in the beauty salon and the barber shop and in the quiet preachers meetings and the text messages and the things that are said, if, if they know, I say it in church all the time, if you are that type of person who is always nasty and gossiping and talking about the deacon, the pastor, the leader, and I turn around and say, I think you could be a deacon. You know why your answer is no? Cause you know how you talk you know about the talk. people yep. who yep. were already yep. there. Yep. Yep. And that's facts. That's facts. Shh. So that those young people, those newly, they hear how nasty you are towards the people who did step out and speak up. And they said, not me. I'm going to go make my change and my coins and stay out the way. That's facts. Wow. That's That's religiously incorrect. That's religiously incorrect. My God. Flip this table over. (laughs) over. Thank y'all for watching this. This is our post-election episode, The Color Purple. You oh, so hardpo to beat me. This is one of the best episodes. I love this episode, Doc. This, this was good here. Well, I said, as long as I have a concern for people, I'm going to be political. Because somebody else is. Hey, these, hey, my sermons do not shape the reality they live in out there. Laws Absolutely. and policies do. Right. It might, oh, you know what we've learned how to do? Oh, this is real good. We've learned how to preach people how to cope with laws and policies we won't fight. Come on. Come on. Here's how to keep the faith while your kid is living in the dirt. Here's how to be. Here's how to trust God mm. while they cut your social security. Mm. Here, here, here's how to believe that the Lord's got a ranch for you in heaven while they are taking your retirement away and raising the retirement age of seventy eight. Here's how to keep. Here's here's how here's here's how God's gonna make a way. 
That's crazy. We're expecting God to make a way in places that he's already empowered us to make change. Come on, man. Come on. That's what we're doing. We're preaching to people on how God is going to make a way in spaces where he's already empowered. This don't empower you to make change change and to be better in your community and your church, especially if you're a pastor, even if you're not a pastor, like he said, putting your, putting your uh, money and your, your feet and, uh, and your pastor to the fire. Listen, if and, any me, one, and you know what's sad? Any one of us could walk into another city and have an army behind us within six months. Go ahead, Big Mike. Sh- shut us down. <laughs> yeah, uh, fellas, great episode. Great episode. Um, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> Plymouth Rock landed on us. You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I was a little hesitant about doing politics because sometimes it gets redundant. But this was very good and, and much needed. Um, to all the viewers out there, please share. Please share this episode. Uh, let everybody know they can catch us on YouTube. They can also watch again on Facebook. And our audio will be downloaded probably tomorrow or Tuesday. So you can also, if you want to listen to it again on your way to work, check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, all of that. So please, please, please share this episode. And listen, business owners, if you want to become a sponsor, be a sponsor. I know we don't we don't talk about it a lot because we ain't begging for y'all money. You, I want it now. I want but, PPP money. I want I want that PPP money. But I know I, I got a list of people that got money from the city. <laughs> you, I got a list of people that's getting ARP funds. You need to put some of that towards sponsorships. I know I got some business owners watching right now. If you want to be a sponsor, come on, y'all. Sponsor the show. If you think it's good and you like it and you think Listen. what we're talking about is legitimate and, and needs to be heard on a bigger platform, on a bigger scale, first of all, share it. Second of tag, all, share, tag comment. somebody. Second, Third Give of all, sponsor, some, sponsor us. Let's just start doing offerings. Do we have a release? Do we got a cash app? Do we got a cash app? We about to have one. I'm not trying to go through all that paper. No, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're going to get a cash. Hey, it's Pastor Todd. (laughs) Uh, No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, for real. I mean, if you want to support the messaging, let's make it happen. You know, we want to promote your brand. We want to build this brand. We want to be unapologetic about that. Absolutely. Pastor Jeff and I got some strong. And if you believe in us, our core group, our people that love us. And even you, my, my famous lurkers, the people that watch me, you tell me later on, like, I'll be watching y'all, but I don't say nothing. How y'all doing? A lot of them. You need we to got say, a lot of them. Right, yes, right, Yes, right. we got a lot of them. We, we need the agreement to come above water. We need we need, we need, need the people that affirm to, to come to the surface. Step out. Step out, man. Make, make, they, make, they make, make a comment. Make a comment. What's up? Religiously they incorrect. They can't kill all of us. And if they do, we're going to heaven anyway. So, I mean. Right, 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 right. Religiously incorrect at gmail.com. Hit us up on the email. I'll get back with you as soon as I can, as soon as possible. All right, Make y'all. Take care. Until next time, Sunday morning service. God bless you.